Hello guys and gals and anyone that downloads, I, I assume everyone that is downloading is human, uh, it could be some clever parrots out there that have figured it out, who knows, who knows. I'm on a lot of DayQuil medication right now, please forgive me, uh, hu- like I have a, like an ear infection, or a tooth infection or something, so I'm taking that stuff and it makes you a bit loopy, but it is what it is. So today on the JRE Review, we're going to talk about the episode with Eddie Izzard, 1289. Now, Eddie Izzard is a British comedian, uh, often dresses like a woman, and uh, has done for many, many years, um, ever since I've known him as a comedian. He has, I think, some of the cleverest and best stand-up specials maybe ever made I mean, it might be a little biased because i'm english and it's like the english style of comedy but he does these incredible things where he goes on these huge rants and then he kind of goes off on these tangents after tangent after tangent and then loops it back around and by the time he gets back to the original point you've almost forgot that he brought that up and it's very clever very clever and he so yeah great comedian done some fantastic things and his conversation with Joe was really interesting. So let's get this started. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So if you've heard um, this podcast, or you already know who Eddie is a little bit, and you like his comedy. A lot of people heard who he was because of the marathons he did, which he talks about, which is incredible stuff. And we'll, we'll talk about that shortly. But uh, yeah, if, if you're kind of new to him, but you're interested in, in where his comedy is and what he's about, uh, one from the 90s that's really good is called Dress to Kill. He has another really good one. Uh, I can't remember the name of that right now, but it's so worth listening to. He's a super interesting guy because he can do stand-up in different languages. And during one of his specials, he does this little bit in French, but he's already done it in English. So what he's doing is, even though you know the bit and it's funny, he's describing it again in French. And although, you know, most of the people watching it just speak English, the way he does it is so funny um, because you know the joke now, you listen to it in French, and somehow he pulls it off. And it's it's very rare that uh, comedians are, are taking anything in that direction. So... Especially with all the timing of comedy that it requires and how much practice you need to do. Like, Joe's always talking like he he thinks that practice is so important. So he does it, you know, four, maybe five times a week, multiple shows, tons of work, right? Tons of practice. I mean, I wonder if he does stand-up more often than he goes to the gym. I mean, he takes those things very seriously. So... And that's just to get it down in one language. So to do the same jokes, but in a different language where the words are all switched around and I don't know other languages. So those of you that do, you'll know this more. But I mean, it's not just as simple as changing the words. You've got to get all the different timings down. It's really incredible. Uh, What was cool about listening to this conversation with Joe is he talked a lot about his street performances when he first started out. So a lot of the comedians that go on rogan they they're number one they're american comedians and you know they all kind of come up similar ways they just grind out the open mics 
and then eventually get into some better shows and meet some better comics and maybe do some writing. And then before you know it, you know, they're, they're doing a lot more with themselves. So to hear kind of Eddie Izzard's angle is really fascinating. I don't know if that's a, a, a typically English way of doing it, but um, just that he started with this kind of like street performing attitude, you know, back in his, whenever it was, his 20s, where he just kind of go out, put a hat down and try and make money by making people laugh. I mean, incredible stuff because the amount of abuse that you get on the streets, I mean, it's definitely going to allow you to build up an incredible thick skin. And, and who knows, maybe he had this iron will to to survive that before then or maybe he built it up on the street right it's hard to know he didn't really specify but it moves into one of the more spectacular things he's ever done and that was to run like 45 marathons in about the same consecutive amount of time and he talks about it a lot on the podcast and people have heard about it like i heard about it before he came on rogan's i heard that he did this feat and it just seemed incredible to me, especially because he wasn't necessarily like a long distance runner before that. He just decided, let's do this and just wouldn't quit. And again, that iron will. Was he born with it? Did he learn how to do it? I mean, you know, you can always increase that ability, but that's something else to be able to do things like that. And what I really liked about their conversation is Joe asked, like, how were you perceived after you did those runs and it did change things and you hear it in joe's voice like joe has huge admiration for that type of thing it doesn't matter who you are man a woman a- anything transgender doesn't matter if you do something like that in- that's incredible that takes unbelievable sh- willpower you know to endure this like physical challenge joe's down and i think most people do secretly Uh, Well, I mean, not secretly always, but I think most people just are impressed by that because they're like, holy fuck, I can do that. That's so difficult. And Eddie said that it changed his like public perception with a a lot of different types of people that maybe didn't accept him before. You know, there's always going to be maybe not always, but at least now there's. There's plenty of people that get weirded out by by somebody expressing themselves in the way Eddie does. You know, and I'm more with Joe on this. I don't give a fuck what people do. Like, you know, try not to hurt anybody. That's not cool. But if you want to express yourself and just be you, like, whatever, do it. Like, you know, we all do some strange things. So why do we all have to be exactly the same? That's boring. Um, But for those that don't really care for it, maybe there's like a religious hang up or just other cultural whatever the way they were raised hang up for them to be able to take a minute and just be like holy shit he did this other incredible thing this super hard taxing event that i respect a lot and then maybe it changes the light on on like what they think of of him and his other characteristics which i think i think was a really cool thing for eddie to like go through and see happen you know it it didn't sound like on his conversation with joe that that's why he did it didn't sound like that to me. He just wanted the challenge and went, but it was a nice side effect almost that uh, I think was really cool. Um, one thing that Eddie has done a lot of acting. I mean, it, at least I know it from England. He was in different English shows and has been doing that for a while. And not all stand-ups push their acting 
Um, so it was definitely something that Eddie did. He's been on some shows in the U.S. as well and popped up in some movies. Um, I believe he was in one of the Oceans movies, actually, for a minute. I'm not sure, but he's, you know, he's done some things. And But I didn't know how into acting he was, like how big a part of him uh, acting is. And, and he, he tells a really cool story on the podcast with Joe and, and listen to it. I won't do it justice, but like he breaks into a studio in England. But the whole process of it, like he had to travel somewhere far away and go do it. I mean, it, it almost like kind of reiterates that obsession factor that Rogan talks about. You know, and how important is it with all these successful people that come on these uh, podcasts with Joe? Like, were they always obsessed like this? And if you're not a very obsessive person, if you don't have this like unbelievable passion for something and follow it with all your heart, does it mean that you can never be successful, right? Or does it just mean you haven't found that successful thing? I mean, that that passionate thing, that thing that you have all the passion for. I mean, as a kid, I didn't. I didn't try and break in any studios. I never, there, there wasn't any particular thing that was just like so compelling to me. I had to change my life to sort it out. There was things that I enjoyed for sure. But uh, I always, I'm always fascinated to hear that on Rogan's uh, podcast because what does it mean? You know, and it's a hard question to answer. I think Joe does a great job just like asking the question and like having them expand on it and saying those things are important, which they are. But is there a way to find out, like, you know, people, some people just born with this obsessive property that they can focus and that makes them really good at very difficult things? Or is it just something that you can learn, teach yourself and, and, and how important is it to find that thing that is passion? You know, I think a lot of people feel super lost a lot of times because they don't feel like they're finding that passion. You know, they don't. They're like, oh, I've got some hobbies, but where's my passion? And then they get pretty sad and down on themselves. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a real shame. It's difficult to do. Go out, find the passion. The only way really is to just try a bunch of shit. Even things that you wouldn't think that maybe you'd be that into. I would just say if other people seem passionate about some stuff, check out what they're doing and, and, and find your thing. Whether it be fucking, who knows, scuba diving snorkeling surfing running uh marathons i mean a lot of it is just really good communities once you get into a good community it's why jujitsu is good because they you don't only just learn the skill set but you have this community that becomes like a family in a lot of ways and there's you know there's just like that loyalty and and friendship and and like bonding that comes with it but you you get it with a lot of things you get it with paintball you could get it paintball teams or or marathon teams like you join a running team like there's a lot of those good things and uh you know it's important it's important to have it because we don't really have it at work a lot of times you know people people don't really have a lot of community in their workplace they just kind of go there and leave and they know some people and that's it some some jobs do but it really depends what you're doing i'm sure like firemen and police military guys they have a big community amongst themselves but but yeah it's important to have it in some area really is uh anyway off on a tangent that's probably that fucking dayquil medication i apologize but yeah check out eddie's podcast and the the, i mean the conversation with joe really interesting i liked it a lot the dude has had a fascinating life and i hope he comes out with another special soon it's been too long but uh yeah and if he's 
in LA, which I think he's got some tour days. Go watch him. I've seen him twice live, once in Chicago, once in Albuquerque, and both times he was spectacular. Very different style of comedy and absolutely fantastic. So, as always, guys, thanks for downloading. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye.